0: My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Doominal Crossing Doom. They say that the, uh, the third time is a charm. I don't know if this is like third, second, fourth, something like that, but I'm glad to have you here. It all worked out and uh, I'm excited to be talking some Metroid and Nintendo with you today, my friend. How are you? Yeah,
1: very good. We were having uh, quite a bit of technical difficulties for almost an hour there on my end. But, you know, uh, <laughs> my roommates came in clutch. Let me borrow their laptop. So a quick shout out to uh, Andy and Rodrigo. Uh, thank you, both of you guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, and now we can get this episode out.
0: Yeah, these these guys are clutch. So you, you have some love from the Omega Metroid team here. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you to Doom's roommates, man. You guys are cool. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, we actually have a lot to get into today. Of course, there was... Uh, so, last week, I said, I'm pretty sure that by this point, we're not going to get that usual September Nintendo Direct that we get every single year. And literally, like, two hours later, Nintendo was like, hey, here's a Nintendo Direct coming uh, later this week. So, I looked the fool, but you know what? I'm, I'm willing to take that if it means that we got a Nintendo Direct. We did... And Doom and I are going to give our reactions and thoughts and uh, maybe even grades, I guess. We can give it a grade at the end of the, uh, the, ed- end of the episode here. But uh, before we get there, uh, a few things that we should probably go over. And uh, first and foremost is going around the internet. It's that time again. It was the Metroid Prime uh, coming to Switch rumors. However, this time it had a new wrinkle. To it which is kind of nice so according to Nintendo insider Emily Rogers uh, she has heard that the Metroid Prime trilogy is not coming to Nintendo switch but that Metroid Prime 1 specifically was getting remade so that not 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 like ported but like an HD full-on remake to Nintendo switch which is a little bit different than what we've been hearing before So, I don't know how much weight I really put into that, but, uh, that would be kind of cool if, you know, if that happened. I don't know that I would be, like, super, super jazzed about it, but, uh, I don't know. What do you think, dude?
1: So, I'm somewhat mixed on this, but mostly, mostly I really like it, because we were talking about this in the Discord, but, you know, if you put a gun to my head and you made me choose between, personally at least, between just a regular upscaled port of Metroid Prime Trilogy or like a full or like a full not not like a remake like Crash and like you know Crash Insane or something like that or FF7 but you know something more in line with like Xenoblade Definitive I think that's what I think of when I hear like Metroid Prime remake in terms of like what I what I think Nintendo would do if I had to choose between the two I would choose the Metroid Prime remaster personally cuz I think that's really? way more cuz I think cuz I can already play the Metroid Prime Prime Trilogy um you know, on two other consoles. Plus if like, you know, I really want wanna play it in HD, you know, I have Dolphin, but you know, don't tell Nintendo that. Uh but you know that being said though, I do have to admit, I would be disappointed if we only got that first Metroid Prime game on Switch. I feel like you I feel and I feel like just for the marketing push, like if you really wanna really wanna go right into Prime 4, I feel like you gotta have that full trilogy to build into it. Because especially for that $60 value, that's going to be a lot more appealing to more people than just one single game. Even if it does look significantly better than it would had it been in that trilogy. So over overall, kind of mix. But for me personally, like if I had to choose, I, I'll take the remaster over the trilogy.
0: Really? Okay. I'm, I'm going the other way, actually. I'm choosing the trilogy. And for a couple reasons... Um, One, because I feel like more people need to play the Metroid Prime Trilogy. And I know that, you know, you and Dak often talk about Dolphin and stuff, but, like, that's such a niche, niche Mm. section of people that even know what that is, A, know that Prime is available on there, B, and that actually play it, C. So, I mean, if you asked the regular consumer... I oh, no, know I, I agree 100%. That That's just
1: totally, like, me being selfish. Like, my own personal right. preference.
0: So, so in terms of, like, the greater Metroid uh, community and, like, the, uh, you know, what's best for the Metroid series, I, I think I would take the trilogy coming. But then also, like, so the other part where I'm thinking, um, I'm just like, all right, I can I can play Metroid Prime on GameCube and, and particularly on the Wii and trilogy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, like... Um, I do have this available to me, but I don't know, like I am playing it and I'm like, man, this is still like such a a gorgeous game. And I'm, I'm saying that in 2021, when I was playing Metro Prime earlier this year, are there some things that are dated? Yes, of course. Um, the game is almost 20 years old, but I mean, you look at that game versus some of the other games that came out in, in the same timeframe. And it's like, God damn, this game looks awesome. Still like it, it looks really, really great. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, does this game need like the, the remaster remake treatment? Um, because if you look at the Metroid series and you look at the remakes that we've gotten, uh, Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Samus Returns, I think that you could very easily make the case that Metroid and Metroid 2 very clearly needed remakes with quality of life improvements and just modernization. I, I think that nobody would argue that. And I look at Metroid Prime and I'm like, man, does this need a remake? I don't know about that. Um, And I don't think that Retro Studios would be doing it. So it's not a case of, like, we're dedicating resources to remake Metroid Prime and we're taking them away from Metroid Prime 4. I I don't think that Retro would be doing this. But I just think that, like, I don't know. I, I just don't know that it needs that remake. And for me, I'd rather just have the trilogy come so that I can just play on my Switch with dual analog controllers... Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. So I actually kind of hope that this isn't true. I mean, what, of course, if it is true, I'd be excited and I would go on and buy it day one, of course. But I think if I had to choose, um, I would go the trilogy. Now, maybe what they could do is do something kind of like Master Chief Collection where they significantly vamp up the first game of the series. Although, I mean, I think all the Prime games pretty much look the same right? So, it's it's not like... I, I
1: disagree with that, personally, but I'll, I'll let you finish your thought first.
0: Well, I mean, no, no, that's that was pretty much my thought. I was just saying, like, it's not like there's, like, a giant leap from Echoes to Corruption, at least in, in my untrained eye, but uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so, so first off, I, I agree. The whole trilogy, like, to this day looks, you know, so good. Like, obviously, it doesn't have quite the same impact today just because of how you know, how far we've advanced in terms of graphical capabilities. But, like, the fact that these games still hold up... Like, like we always have this conversation about realistic versus cartoony art styles and how typically, you know, the more cartoony, cel-shaded art styles, like, hold up. Like, you know, for example, like, compare Wind Waker... Significantly better. Yeah, yeah, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Like, it's not even close. Like, Wind Waker is clearly, like, the superior-looking game because of the, how that art style took advantage of, of the technology. Metroid Prime... Not not exactly a photorealistic art style, but definitely like the one of the closest games Nintendo has to a photorealistic art style, and the fact that so much of that still holds up today is just a testament to the talent at Retro Studios and the leadership that they have behind them. And um, that being that being said, though, as much as I lo- love those those three games, that first game in particular, there are definitely a lot of areas, at least in my opinion. Where some of the cracks def- definitely start to show their age, a lot of um, a lot of angular textures, a lot of um, fuzzy lines on Samus's various suit. A lot of this is cleaned up in Echoes. I think Echoes, honestly, you don't even. I would agree with um, Echoes and Corruption not needing like the remaster treatment at all because I think those games just upscale to 1080p look just wonderful. They look they look like Xbox 360 games, honestly, and. Um, and, yeah, but that first game, though, I definitely think that first game could use a little bit a little bit of work under that hood, personally speaking. But I also—you totally read my mind with the Master Chief Collection idea, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, why don't we just remake the first game, not really do much to the second, you know, just some quick upscales, maybe some small quality of life improvements, and just call it a day. Like, I think that would be—I yeah. I think that would be, like, the best of both worlds. That would be, like— the perfect all-encompassing scenario for in my opinion
0: T- totally yeah and, and i could see that like i could see that being a realistic option where like maybe we we jazz up the uh, prime 1 specifically and then you know the prime 2 and 3 can can kind of be what they are but uh, like even if they didn't do that i feel like uh, th- to me that's certainly not a make or break deal i just want these games accessible on the switch and available to i mean myself because i like that's my preferred way of playing video games is on the switch, either upstairs in bed or in my TV or whatever. Um, but just so that, you know, so many other people can, can play them as well. And and I just, we we talked about it before. We don't need to beat this up anymore, but like, it just makes too much sense to release them before Metroid prime four. So I just like, don't see them not doing that. So I I don't know. I, I feel like it would be, um, it wouldn't be a swing and a miss if they only released Metroid prime and not two and three, but it would be, be like a bunt, you know. You know what a bunt is when you just kind of like yeah, yeah, kick, kick the ball and you run to first base. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. It would be a bunt.
1: Yeah, for sure. It would. It would especially be weird considering like we already have the trilogy. It's not like you know. It's not like Super Mario Three D All Stars where, like this trilogy of games never existed before. Like we already have the Metroid Prime trilogy. If you're gonna re-release the games, like it would. Like I don't know, it would it would just be weird to do it individually, even with yeah. that remaster in question. So, yeah, I I agree. I definitely hope that they um that we do get a trilogy, um as well as a remaster. But if it is just the Prime One remaster, I am still going to jump out of my seat and scream and say lots of expletives in excitement.
0: Of of course, and you know if they do go the Prime One remaster route, I hope that they kind of do it like they did with Zero Mission and Samus Returns, where it's like there's a little bit of extra something added to it. Um, I don't, I don't think we, we need like that would be like, extra... Maybe that fight. Oh, yeah! There we go. Uh, <laughs> that'd be so awesome. I, I don't think it, it, obviously needs extras to the same extent that Samus Returns and, and Metroid Zero Mission got, but maybe just, like, a little something-something just to, you know, just to have. That'd be cool. Um, let's segue from talking about Metroid Prime 1, and let's talk about Metroid Prime 2 and 3, and specifically... The senior producer that worked on them, Brian Walker, we have uh, an exciting episode of Kiwi Talks coming up here October 3rd, and uh, that's going to be dropping at 7 a.m. New Zealand time, so that's pretty cool, and uh, our buddy Kiwi Talks interviewed uh, Brian about all things Metroid Prime 2 and 3, so I think that we'll definitely be covering this uh, on our show once, uh, once the Dread stuff settles down a little bit, maybe we can even get Kiwi Talks on to talk with us. And uh, that's going to be an awesome listen. I'm really looking forward to that. The last one was just such a, you know, it, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but it was, it was such a good interview. Uh, Kiwi talks did a great job. He's so well prepared, so well researched, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that this one will be no different. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I love Kiwi. I've been listening to his podcast for uh, a few months now, actually, and he's mostly he mostly does a uh, music related podcast with like music producers. Usually, and he and he loves video games too, so he'll always bring on like producers and uh, com- um, composers from like the games industry like uh, mick gordon who most notable for the doom series uh he's interviewed marty o'donnell uh, he even does um he even does like uh fan interviews like uh, we've talked about cinemax before on the show this kind of music detective who's been finding like all these rare samples samples and patches that kenji Yamamoto used in the prime trilogy he actually interviewed cinemax uh on his podcast uh as well as uh Sam Dillard, who's a very popular musician in the uh, Metroid community with his uh, Cinematica albums, which, actually, random plug for Sam Dillard, he has a new Metroid album coming out, so definitely check that out if you uh, if you want to listen to his work. Really talented oh, musician. Oh, you know what?
0: Don't let me forget to plug something after you're done plugging.
1: Oh, go for it. Yeah, well, all the plugs today. But All
0: right, uh, let's let's get some plugs and then let's yeah we'll But yeah, we'll
1: absolutely. But yeah, I yeah I've been listening to Kiwi for a, a while, and so I was really surprised to hear that he um, had an interview with um, yeah with a, a bunch of like ex Retro Studios employees. Since obviously he's mostly music focused, but yeah, Metroid is one of his favorite series, so it makes sense. And yeah, he is just a phenomenal interviewer. He knows uh, he really knows how to like peel back the layers and ask really detailed questions and just, uh, just, get, um, just get good conversations going with his guests. Um, yeah, really like the guy, um, and we won't spoil any of the tidbits that he dropped in our Discord about what's going to be in the episode, but it sounds fascinating as heck, to say the least, and I cannot wait to see the full interview.
0: We will plug and say that if you want to see those tidbits, you can join the Omega Metroid Discord and uh, see for yourself. Um, so October 1st, is next Friday. That's actually my birthday. So that's kind of cool. Hey, happy
1: early birthday.
0: Thank you. Well, I'm getting a awesome birthday present from, uh, from Game Chops. Do you ever listen to Game Chops?
1: No, never heard of them.
0: All right. So they're a record label and they put out, uh, it's run by DJ Cutman and they put out the Zelda and chill albums and they have Pokemon and chill and they have, uh, it's just like lo-fi music set to, uh, you know, set to video game stuff. Um, on the Zelda podcast, I was I was lucky enough to interview the guy, Mikkel, that makes all the Zelda music. And uh, we might have to reach out to uh, whoever is making this album, dropping on October 1st. Samus and Chill is dropping next Friday, dude. I'm so stoked for that. Oh, I, nice. When I'm at work, I just listen to, like, lo-fi music all the time. Uh, just It, it kind of soothes me. keeps my blood pressure down. So I was... I went and looked, and I was like, man, there's got to be some Metroid lo-fi or whatever. And there is, there's some in the internet, but it's, I dare say that, uh, the, what I'm used to in the quality of Zelda and chill, I was looking for something like that. And I think that Samus and chill is, is going to be that album. So very excited about that. So yeah, that's going to be cool.
1: That's awesome. I'll definitely have to check that out for sure. Do they, um, is it just digital music or do they have vinyls? Cause that sounds like something that's perfect to like put some nice wax on that, you know?
0: Yep. They make, uh, they sell vinyls. I think that they're somewhat limited edition as in like you have to buy them. And, uh, you know, there, there's only a finite number of vinyl stocked. And then once they're out, they're out. But, uh, I, I don't remember anyone having a tough time getting Zelda and chill if they wanted it. So, um, I'm sure that there will be more information about that. But yeah. That's, that's their game job, so That's going to be cool.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out for sure.
0: Um, all right. We had a Nintendo direct last week. Uh, just a couple days ago, in fact. It was our first Nintendo Direct since E3, and uh, there was a lot of stuff announced, a lot of stuff to go over here. So I reckon that we should just start and uh, and and peel back the layers and dig into what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, not really a whole lot of Metroid shown in this, so if you're looking for some, some Metroid talk, um, there really wasn't much. They did play a Metroid Dread trailer in the middle, but... It was just a trailer showing essentially everything that we've already seen, clips from all of the other trailers, and it encompassed a lot of the information that we had seen in the latest Metro Dread report. So um, that information was there, but really nothing, uh, really nothing, you know, that that we hadn't seen before. I was happy though that Dread did show up in this, in this direct, just to remind people that like, hey, this is coming out in two weeks, and you know, so many people watch the Nintendo Direct. It was good to see them being like. This is the final push for Metroid Dread, so that was cool, but really other than that, really nothing uh, Metroid was shown. We didn't expect much. I kind of got my my wishful cap thinking here and said like maybe they would show Metroid Dread DLC, but uh, I think that was a, a long, st- or, or a reach, and they didn't do that, so still maybe a chance in the future for that, but uh, yeah, there was nothing really Metroid shown in the direct, and I think that that was okay. We weren't really expecting much.
1: Yeah, correction. We did not see the trailer. You saw the trailer. I ran out of the room the moment I saw Samus drop down.
0: <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna be in for a heck of a surprise when you see that opening cinematic for Metro Dread, my friend. Yeah, dude. That's I've been be awesome. going.
1: I've been going cold turkey. I um. I don't visit my Twitter timeline. I'll still make Twitter posts occasionally, but yeah, I have not been on my Twitter timeline at all. I've. Uh, I'm only. I am active in a handful of Discord servers with people that I trust, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm really, really excited to play this game, knowing very little of what's going to happen, with the exception of w- that one minor spoiler, which I talked about in the background chat, but I'm not gonna talk about it for all of y'all who are listening who do not know what I know.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need to talk about that, and don't worry, there will, uh, there will not be any spoilers on this show, but we will spoil what happened in the Nintendo Direct, let's start with the beginning, so, I, you know, actually, maybe, maybe we should just back up a second here, because I, I feel like I came away from this Nintendo Direct, and I was just kind of like, eh, that was pretty good, It it was, it was okay, it wasn't the best Nintendo Direct, certainly, it wasn't the worst, either, but it wasn't, it wasn't the best, and when I'm looking at all the stuff that they did announce, I'm just like, you know what, there is some really cool stuff in here. I wonder why I feel kind of as uh, ambivalent as I do about this Nintendo Direct. And I think I nailed it down to two things, or maybe really one thing. Um, When you you have something like this, you want to start hot, and you want to end hot. And for me, the start was kind of meh, and then the ending was kind of meh. So I I think that even though there's a lot of good stuff in the middle... I kind of came away from this and I was just like, man, yeah, this is okay. Um, so I, I, I wonder if you kind of feel the same here because we started off with a, a cool little cinematic, but it was very evident right away that this was not the final smash bros fighter. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of us were kind of expecting that to kick off the direct because Nintendo has a history of kicking off presentations like this with a smash bros fighter. Um, but instead, it was the DLC for Monster Hunter Rise, and from what I've heard, Monster Hunter Rise is a, is a pretty cool game, but it's something that I've never got into. I've never played any Monster Hunters, um, so I was just kind of like, oh, okay. It it seemed like a weird choice to me to kick off this direct with DLC for a non Nintendo game. I don't know about you. What did what did you think of this way to kick off this direct?
1: Right, well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up myself as well and. Uh talk about my thoughts going into the direct so basically this has to be the first direct in years where i honestly didn't even care if we got a director like before the direct was even announced like honestly like i was already pretty content with the fall lineup granted it's being carried by metroid dread so i am heavily biased i'm not going to pretend that i'm not but yeah i was already really content with the fall lineup lots of stuff that i'm looking forward to And we already, at the time, had a pretty decent slate of games in 2022. So at that point, I was like, you know what? Honestly, I'm fine if Nintendo just skips September and, you know, just waits till the February Direct to start announcing their 2022 plans. Uh, But obviously, we did get a Direct, and so I thought it was just, like, you know, a nice little appetizer. And so I didn't go in, like, really expecting, like, any earth-shattering reveals. And as a result, I came out pretty satisfied. Like, I agree, it's not the best Direct, but I think for what it is... Um, It did what it needed to do, and I think more importantly, and we'll talk about this later, but while the Direct itself wasn't earth-shattering, looking back on it, Nintendo's 2022 lineup is stacked. It is absolutely insane. And and there's more, obviously, we're still in 2021. They haven't announced remotely close to anything yet, so that just the prospect of that that is what really has me excited because i think no matter what kind of gamer you are there are going to be not just one there are going to be multiple games that i think every switch owner is going to be looking forward to like regardless how picky your preferences are there's going to be something for everyone and that's what really excites me personally but anyways going back to monster hunter now um so my friend van uh because all my all my friends and i we were uh we were masked up in our um our little apartment theater room and um the second it started and uh, uh it wasn't rathalos but it was a, it was clearly a monster hunter monitor van was freaking out he loves monster hunter as much as we love metroid like dude is like like he is a ride or die monster hunter fan he's got the switch he's got the pro controller like he what, br- what
0: did he, he think of the monster hunter movie really quick
1: Um, I don't think he's seen it. I don't think he wants to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'll I'll ask him after the podcast. But, um... But, yeah, he was freaking out. Because, like, at first, like, it looks like a Smash trailer. But then we realized, like, wait a minute. It doesn't have the, um, the not actual gameplay thing at the bottom of the screen. And we realized, like, oh, wait, I think this is actually just a DLC trailer. And that deflated him so quick. And I felt so bad. But, um... But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm personally not really a Monster Hunter guy. I tried the Monster Hunter Rise demo when it came out, and um, I don't think it's my thing, or at least the learning curve. Maybe I just haven't grasped it yet, but I don't know. Like, I can definitely see the appeal in it. Um, It's especially like if you're doing online co-op work. Like, it definitely seems like something. It it definitely reminds me of like the fun you can have like in raiding parties and like MMOs and stuff like that, but with more like real-time combat. But yeah, I don't know. I tried it, and it's just a bit a bit slow for me. I like more I like more fast paced games that where combat is the uh, the main focus of that, and so wasn't really my thing. But um, I'm sure the Monster Hunter fans um, are relatively happy and hopefully not too disappointed that it wasn't a Smash reveal.
0: Yeah, and uh, to to kind of echo something that you said. Um... September directs even though they happen every year I feel like they're in kind of a tough spot so you can never really you can never really go in with like super high expectations to these things because by the time that September rolls around you already know what you're getting for the rest of the year like we got Metroid in October we got Pokemon in November we got Advance Wars in December and then we got Pokemon in January so like really like there's not going to be a whole lot of new games shown it's going to be you know peaks of games that you already know exist which I think is inherently less exciting a lot of times. So, these these directs are always at kind of a disadvantage. So, I, I do want to echo and say that, like, I think that your expectations going into this direct are, should be lower, you know, generally speaking. And and I don't think that this was, like, a bad direct by any means. Uh, yeah, just kind of a, uh, I don't know, uh, underwhelming, at least, for, at least for me, and I guess for you as well, way to start the, uh, the direct. But... I mean, like you said, Monster Hunter has its fans. It's a huge series, particularly I think in Japan. I think it's really big, so I mean it's it's doing pretty like, good
1: uh, in the West as um as of world, and Rise has been doing absolute gangbusters. I think it's I th- I think like, um it's not outsold world since that was multiplat, but like I think it's I think it's the highest selling, like, console exclusive Monster Hunter, if I'm not mistaken. Someone uh, someone in the comments on Twitter or Discord, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Well, there you go. Again, good for Monster Hunter. I'm going to plug, by the way, before we move on. I did see the Monster Hunter movie. We covered it for my other podcast, Virtual Theater, uh, a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. We we covered that, and uh, we are definitely going to cover some of the news that we're going to talk about later here. Um, From Monster Hunter, we went on and we got this Mario Party update. You know, back in E3, back when E3 was happening, and they showed off this new Mario Party game, I was like, oh it's DLC for the Mario Party that is already out and came out in, like, 2018 or 19 or whatever. And then someone was like, no, this is a new game. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm looking at this, and I still can't tell if it's DLC for that old game or a new game. And I think that that's probably not a good thing.
1: (laughs) Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree, although, to be fair, I I like to play a lot of Mario Party, especially the classic games. And this is definitely, like... Super Mario Party it's one of those games where it's like it took it took two steps forward and one step backward. Not not the typical not the typical one step forward and two steps backwards. Like I think Super Mario Party was mostly an improvement on the series since Mario Party 9, which is where the uh the modern downfall really started to happen in a lot of people's eyes. But yeah, Super Mario Party still had a lot of problems. There wasn't much content. There was too much there were too many side modes That had just as much of a focus as the main board mode. And as such, that main board mode just felt really undercooked. Super Mario Party, it's still not perfect. But it's significantly closer to that classic Mario Party experience that myself and other fans have been looking forward to. My only real criticism with it is that I wish there were more boards at launch. And right now, we don't know if there's going to be any free DLC or anything like that. Or even any paid DLC. Which... Normally, normally, I would say, like, no duh, it's going to happen, but, you know, Super Mario Party didn't get anything un- until the random online update that dropped earlier this year. So, I'm not sure. Which, if is like, uh, which is,
0: like, three years later. It was so crazy. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, yeah, so I don't know if um, Superstars is going to get that, um, is going to get, like, the Splatoon 2, the arms treatment, the uh, golf, etc. treatment. So, I hope it does, though, because, yeah, five boards, not a lot. But that being said... The raw gameplay, like this, is just classic Mario Party through and through. You know, you have your you have your ten dice blocks. You have um, you have tons of mini games. Um, you uh, you don't have uh, it, it's you you buy you buy the stars. You have the end of the game stars. Um, you don't have any weird character gimmicks or anything like that. It's just straight and to the point Mario Party. Um, the remastered boards look gorgeous. I love the uh, the new uh, the new arrangements of the classic music, especially. Uh, the spaceland and the uh, the Yoshis Island music, like so good. Could listen to that for hours. But yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really excited for this game. I just wish there were a okay. little more boards that coming to the game. So hopefully Nintendo addresses that.
0: I don't think I've played Mario Party, like literally since the N64. Uh so I but but it is cool to see that this, you know, people are still jazzed for this. I'm sure that there are people really pumped for this next game, but I don't know who they are. So we got the voice of cards, the Isle Dragon roars, and this is from <laughs> uh, the developers that created the Near Atonema or whatever it is franchise. Dude, I was watching this, and there's like this soft piano music playing, and I was like starting to nod off. I was it was making me sleepy. Um, this this game, I'm sure that it's probably gonna be good, but if, if to a lot of people, but not to me, because if there is one thing that you can insert into your RPG that will make me instantly not play it, it's cards. I hate, I hate using cards as any form of combat or anything in RPGs. I don't really like cards in real life either. Like, I don't really play a lot of card games or or none of that. So, I don't know. Cards are just not my thing uh, at all. I remember Final Fantasy VIII had a bunch of cards in it and I was like god this sucks. I remember a lot of people really like the world ends with you which has a lot of cards and I was like, "ugh, man." So cards just aren't up my alley. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this game, but this this was a point in the direct where I was like, "All right, well, this is uh it's a September direct so far, kind of what I was expecting."
1: The second the voiceover came up, I that's when I knew Oh, okay. So this is the uh, this is the uh, turn-based uh, JRPG that they're going to overly explain for the for like five minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, I I, w- I was pretty bored out of uh, my mind during this part. I was like, okay, this is I can take a light nap here, and then we'll just uh, set my alarm for five six minutes later, and we should be good. But yeah, I don't really and, have much else. If to you add. are
0: excited for this game, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. If <laughs> Whoever you are, come and let us know over in the Omega Metro Discord because I don't know the, the art looks really
1: <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll I'll say that the yeah. art the artists the artists um they did a really nice job with the art of the cards. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to the real ones uh, who are drawing way better than my stickers. I, I figures. think
0: this will probably be a great card RPG, and if that's your thing, that's awesome. But it's just it it is not my thing at all. So. All right, two really quick things here, and then we'll uh, then we'll get to one of the major announcements here. Uh, Chocobo GP, how how awesome does this look? This, this is, looks so, so good. So
1: from what I understand, this is a remake of a PlayStation One game. I don't know how correct that is, but from what I've heard,
0: K- kind of. It, this is this looks like a much more like Mario Kart clone. This Chocobo GP, whereas I think the Chocobo Racer for PlayStation One was less of a i don't want to say ripoff but it was less of a derivative of mario kart how about that
1: okay it was more of its own thing whereas this is like clearly just like hey it's mar it's final fantasy mario kart
0: awesome that's all i need awesome
1: yeah i'm not i'm not really a final fantasy guy but i mean i like kart racers so yeah maybe i'll check it out when it goes on sale looks interesting I'm,
0: i'm probably not gonna gonna buy it but uh i i love final fantasy i like kart racers if I'm ever at a buddy's place and they, they want to fire up some Chocobo GP, I'm going to pick Vivi and I'm going to race my heart out. So that that was cool. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, this was this was interesting sort of on the Zelda side, but uh, we got, I think the only guarantee going into this direct was that we were going to be shown the next wave of Age of Calamity DLC. And we were. Uh, we got a very short snippet of it. I uh, don't really know anything else what it is. It's going to be shown more at the Tokyo Game Show uh, later, I guess, later this week, actually, or maybe next week. Um, so this this is kind of neat. Uh, I've played a lot of Age of Calamity. Um, pretty cool. I'm excited for the last of the DLC to come out. So uh, not, not really much to talk about other than the fact that it was shown. So th- this is cool.
1: Yeah, Age of Calamity, another game that I uh, I gave a chance. And I'm just, one, I'm clearly not into musos. Definitely not my thing. I can definitely see... It is a quality game for people that are that do enjoy Musos, for people that do like the Zelda universe. Personally it didn't quite appeal to me. And also the just the performance in Age of Calamity, like I I just can't with that game. It's like the the between 15 and 20 frames, like I got I got to do at least at least 30 if not if not 60, you know. But I can I can do 30 on the Switch. Like I can make that. But I mean, the DLC, it looks fine. It looks It's more Age of Calamity. So if you are if you like Age of Calamity, you're probably going to like the DLC, I would assume.
0: Alright. Let's move on. Let's talk about what, probably the biggest game that was announced that nobody knew about. Although, actually, we did know about it because the entire Nintendo Direct leaked. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, no, Nintendo
1: but, of Japan leaked it.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks, Nintendo of Japan. But we have Kirby... And the forgotten land so kirby is back again
1: andy you're so excited i can tell
0: these guys nintendo when they when they are just like all right we got we got a month or two with nothing going on here what do we fill it with kirby that's been their modus operandi for like the last 10 years what do we put in this release gap window kirby what gimmick do we want to give Kirby this time? I don't know. Maybe let's make him a ball of yarn. I don't know. Let's put him on a star and have him race. Or let's put him in a mech and just have him shoot things. Every every Kirby game has a silly gimmick. And it's, they're never very good. I just hate Kirby. <laughs> it's irrational. You know what? I actually hate... This is kind of funny. The reason I hate Kirby so much is because like I think it was a couple... Maybe it was more than a couple years ago. It was many years ago. And they announced... Nintendo had announced, like, another crappy Kirby game. And I was like, oh my god. Can we just get a Metroid game? And every time that they would announce a new Kirby game, I was like, why can't they just make a Metroid game instead? Nobody wants these Kirby games. They're never good. They're they're the same bland thing all the time. There's all these different gimmicks. So anyways, that's, that's my irrational hate of Kirby. So when I saw Kirby... I was rolling my eyes, and I was just like, oh my god, not this guy. (laughs) I will say that this game actually looks kind of neat. It's an open-world Kirby game. It's probably the best-looking Kirby game I've ever seen. Not that that's saying much, because when you're competing against Robobots and and Air Rides and Yarn, I feel like you don't have much to to compete with. But this is an open-world Kirby game, and it looks like it's... uh, It kind of looked like a Mario game, actually. Looked like uh, the ruins of New Donk City or something, but Kirby's doing his Kirby thing. He's he's running around. I don't know. There's probably people that are excited for this and people that are gonna say that I'm being a Scrooge, but whatever. Kirby sucks. I'm not into this. If you're happy for Kirby though, I guess that's okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm not I'm not gonna go as harsh as you are on Kirby, uh, but um. That being said, though, I'm also not really into Kirby. I, I, to be fair, I've only played one of the games, being a Kirby Superstar on the SNES, and I I thought it was I thought it was fine, not a bad game, but it didn't really leave much of an impression on me. And I need I need to play more games to really like judge the series as a whole. But at least as of right now, it just hasn't really dug its claws into me. Um, that being said, um, this uh, new Kirby game looks uh, it looks pretty good dot 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 for a kirby game game. (laughs) yeah exactly you know exactly where i'm going with this (laughs) yeah yeah and and like again that's not a bad thing because again like my bar of anticipation for kirby is pretty low but i mean yeah this is the first this is the first 3d kirby or first mainline 3d kirby that we've ever gotten the closest before that was i believe kirby um, 64 the crystal shards but even then, that was still a that was still like a two D platformer. It's just that the environments, the environments warped around three D planes, but you still controlled Kirby on the x and y axis exclusively. But this is the first time that you have full omnidirectional control of uh, the little guy. And I um, it's it's a lot more ambitious than I'm used to for Kirby projects. I mean, Kirby Star Allies, it was, I mean, it was the same Kirby oh game. God. It was the same Kirby game you've seen a million times before, but with um, but with a uh, coat additional co-op characters that's basically kirby star allies this this actually it looks really unique um even even as far as the art direction i mean we were talking about the um how it looks like the ruins of new donk city like typically kirby has these very pastel like very dreamlike um uh you know kind of these color palettes these um these these dreamscape horizons but this looks vastly different you know being set with like actual skyscrapers and stuff like that and yeah it's not it's not enough to make me want to go out and buy the game but i'd also be lying if i didn't say that it's piqued my interest a little bit and i'm going to keep my eye out
0: on it i i guess i just have a vendetta against Kirby, and i don't know that even and listen we, we, got me, we got game game we got metroid we
1: got metroid dread i mean i i, I know but <laughs> i i still hate
0: him i can't help it i just I, And the, the guy, whenever you're playing against Kirby and Smash, all they do is jump up to the top and down B and turn into a brick. Ah! Uh,
1: Just, just, just shield and punish. It's, it, Kirby's really easy. He's one of the lowest tier characters.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, this looks good. Dot, dot, dot for a Kirby game. So, uh, let's, let's move on. Uh, really quick. We got some, we got a Mario golf update. So some new playable characters. That's cool um Delta Ruin was coming out that's cool we got an Animal Crossing direct coming up in October and then a bunch of new content coming Brewster's in back baby yeah that's that's pretty cool uh, I didn't know that they took the roost away actually
1: yeah it's a, there's a lot of missing content in New Horizons it's it's kind of lame actually so I'm really really happy that Brewster's coming back I might actually hop back into Animal Crossing again since February March I think yeah it's been a while since I've touched it
0: uh, I have to admit Animal Crossing is not, it's not really my thing. Um, I, I feel like when I play a video game, like I need an objective to accomplish and in Animal Crossing, like you can make your own objectives. Like I want to catch all the bugs or I want to complete my museum or whatever. I, something about that though, it just doesn't really work for me. Like I, I'm not really like a big fan of Stardew or Harvest Moon or anything either. Those kind of games where you just kind of like simulate life everyday life so
1: you need like a, the... you need like a final goal like an end game to work towards
0: i i think so yeah i think so
1: yeah that makes sense i'm
0: I'm the only person i know that does not own animal crossing new horizons on nintendo switch i bet you dak doesn't either actually but me and him
1: i i don't know he pro- he probably i don't know he probably simulates nintendogs in uh, animal crossing i don't know we'll see Dak, I'm sure he's, Dak, he's in us, somewhere
0: in the world tell complaining us. about how Animal Crossing is better at mouse and keyboard.
1: <laughs> Dak, tell us if you have the uh, the Nintendo Drip rocking in your uh, Animal Crossing town if you own New Horizons.
0: Uh, all right, let's let's keep going. There is also going to be on October the fifth a the final Super Smash Bros. Mr. Sakurai presents. So the final character is going to be revealed then very cool uh a lot of anticipation a lot of a lot of hype you know that this is this is it i i don't know that there is going to be a fighter pass 3 i think if you would have asked me a while ago i would have said yes but i don't i don't think so and if there is going to be a fighter pass 3 i think it's going to be a long ways away or you know i i don't know but yeah this is very cool lots of speculation as to who it could be uh Ryu Hayabusa Master Chief maybe someone that we just completely don't expect Maybe Master Hand, that would kind of be cool, but uh, yeah, that's coming up on the 5th, so that's going to be exciting.
1: I don't know who it's going to be, but I know a lot of people are going to be mad.
0: <laughs> yep, that's pretty much the only thing that you can guarantee in the world of Super Smash Bros, is that there are going to be people whining and complaining that it's not their character that they wanted, but that's okay, that's kind actually, of crazy.
1: Actually, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a prediction here, why not? It's probably going to be wrong, probably going to be wrong because all my predictions are wrong, but... Uh, I, I think uh, the final DLC character is going to be a Chozo. It's three days before Metroid Dread. Um, I don't necessarily think the final character is going to be, like, a super mega hype, you know, blow your brains out character. I mean, it might be. I hope it is. But, like... That's bold. But I could also totally see Nintendo ended off with, you know, a mild first party character. Kind of like kind of like Byleth with uh, Fighters Pass 1, but... Not that. Oh, Not no that unhyped. <laughs>
0: they they won't do that again. That that was just dreadful. It really was a dreadful announcement. And I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think that's one of the best games Nintendo's made in the last, like, five years. But they, there's no way they could do that again. Ugh. Or imagine if they end with a Pokemon. I mean,
1: come on. Oh, if they... That's... Uh, Pokemon's, like, the one series where I would actually be salty if like that was what was announced like it can it could be anything it could be the most obscure random scrimbo bimbo jrpg character out there and I would not be I would be like okay whatever but pokemon I would actually get salty if it was another pokemon character but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it right now put it on the record I think that we're going to get um a chozo from metroid dread as our final character three days before metroid dread comes out
0: Okay, I'm gonna officially predict Ryu Hayabusa. I've been saying it forever, but I feel like it just makes so much sense. And uh, yeah, I, I think that it will happen. There were rumors of it, so I think it's gonna be him. I think that would. So I right
1: think on. that would be a nice character to end it off on. Not again, not super hype, but still like in that kind of yeah. That kind of I, I like, don't
0: think it would be super hype, but nobody would be like super furious either.
1: Yeah everyone everyone would at least agree that like okay that's fine, and then a few and then I feel like other people would be like oh nice we got all the NES we got all the NES uh, icons together hell yeah let's go
0: yeah. yeah I agree so that's coming up on the fifth um let's talk about Triangle Strategy dude this game looks awesome. I, I really liked Octopath Traveler. This is made by the same group as uh, as made that game, except this time it's uh like a tactics RPG, so kind of like Fire Emblem. Um I think this looks great. Like the, the the visual style looks awesome. I'm sure that the the gameplay is going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm for sure going to pick this up when it uh, comes out in March. Did you ever get a chance to play Octopath Traveler?
1: Uh so I am not into turn-based RPGs like with very with very few exceptions, I'm trying to open, expand my horizons because I mean, like obviously, I love Mario Plus Rabbids, and that's very much a turn-based game. And so, I think I'm gonna start playing Fire Emblem really soon, and then dip my toes into that area, and then and then maybe maybe I'll well, eventually when, well, get on. to when, what
0: when you say turn-based RPG, do you mean like a like a tactics RPG? Because that's what I would define Mario Rabbids and and Fire Emblem as. Whereas like a, a turn-based Uh, That would be, a turn-based RPG would be, like, um, I don't know, just, like, a regular RPG in my, in my lexicon. What, what do you define that? Are you talking, like, a tactics RPG? I,
1: I don't really know. Again, I haven't, I haven't really delved much into that realm, so I don't really know yet how to differentiate the two. I'm just, I'm still just kind of, like, dipping my toes into the shallow end of the pool in that area. Like, um, like, I I tried, uh, also tried the demo of Dragon Quest XI S recently, and, oof, and, um, I, I thought the game is absolutely gorgeous. I love the art direction in that game but I, it, I think that was a bit too much for me for my first so I might I might come back to that later after I get more experience because I definitely there's definitely a lot of meat, meat there and I wanna I, I feel like I, I need more practice in the RPG realm before I go back to that but yeah um, so yeah at the moment um, Triangle strategy again love the uh, the 3d 2d art style that square has been going with these kind of games. It, the game is so beautiful to look at um but yeah obviously just right now because i'm just so inexperienced in that realm it hasn't quite appealed to me but uh much like octopath traveler um once i do start trying more out and if i do think that this is a genre that suits me um it's probably one that i'll check out just because again that art style alone just sells it
0: it, it looks awesome in motion I've, I've got some recommendations for you we'll talk after the show and i'll i'll, I'll get you some games to get going here it, it's uh, it's funny.
1: Well, well I, I wanted I want to go I wanted to go real quick first. So um so uh Jeff Grubb um made uh, a tweet that basically said um uh, the and we'll talk about this later, but the uh, the Mario casting news was so bonkers that nobody noticed that they renamed Project Triangle Strategy to just Triangle Strategy and I was like, "True."
0: <laughs> you know what? Not true actually because when I was cover I was covering the direct for Zelda Dungeon and I was just like triangle strategy was didn't this have another this have another word when it's a three word game and it sounded redonkulous and yeah, well, i looked back go. and and i was like man they dropped the the project i i was hoping that they would keep like the ridiculous name because octopath traveler was a ridiculous name mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was like ridiculous charming you know so yeah i was hoping that they'd keep that all right let's uh metro advance this one is for you castlevania advanced collection is coming to Nintendo Switch. I shouldn't say coming. It is there already. It released the Day of the Direct. Uh, Castlevania, Harmony of Dissonance, Circle of the Moon, Aria of Sorrow, and Dracula X. I've played every one of these games. Metroid fans, I will guarantee you that you will at like at least Aria of Sorrow and Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, Circle of the Moon has some cards in it, so we've already established how I feel about that. But Aria of Sorrow, in particular, is one of the best Castlevania games. One of the, you could argue, maybe the best Castlevania game. An amazing Metroidvania game. So if you are if you are thinking about uh, getting this collection, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, and um, and Dracula X is uh, also included, which is more of like the uh, classic style of Castlevania as well. And that's the actually the only game in this collection that I've played so far. One of my first Castlevania games, actually. Um, it's the SNES version, not the PC Engine version, which most Castlevania fans would agree is the superior version. But they, I, I still like the SNES version too, and so uh, that game alone I think is worth picking up. Let alone the other games, but uh, this was actually this was actually leaked by the um, by the uh, Taiwanese rating board like uh, less than yes, a week before that. the direct. So we pretty much already knew this was coming, but uh, still cool they got shadow shadow dropped and yeah that was a easy day one purchase for me. Um, I love Castlevania and most of the games I haven't even played. Most of the games in this collection I haven't even played yet. So uh, very excited to, uh, get around to these in my backlog in the next 50 years.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're so good. These games are, are all awesome. So can't recommend them enough. Let's move on. One of the biggest announcements from this Nintendo Direct was that N64 games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. However, they are not included with the base service. You're going to have to pay a, a few extra bucks to have it. They're calling it the Expansion Pass. So, um... Yeah, that's going to be coming. I think they said in either late October, early November. Uh, more details are going to be coming soon, including pricing. Uh, only, I think, about uh, eight or nine games to to start off right now. But, uh, you know, obviously some more games are going to be coming. Uh, in fact, they showed some games that are going to be coming in the future. There was like Banjo-Kazooie. There is Majora's Mask. But, uh, yeah, lots of... Uh, Lots of people were kind of, I don't know, up in arms about this announcement. Uh, I loved it. I'm super excited to play like, you know, Yoshi's Story or or Ocarina of Time or Star Fox on my Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't mind paying a little bit extra for these games to come out. Um, I I think I can understand why people are upset about it, but from my vantage point, I'm kind of looking at it like a virtual console game pass where you pay... Because if you break it down, I think Nintendo Switch Online is like twenty-four bucks a year. So you break that down, it's like three bucks a month. Uh, I'm paying three bucks a month. I get all of these NES, plus SNES, plus N64 games. Like maybe maybe we can even say if it's forty bucks a month, let's say it's going to be five bucks a month for all that content. So I think that that's like a steal of a deal, especially considering if you go to the, the Nintendo Wii U shop, the eShop there, you you pay like 8 bucks just to buy Ocarina of Time alone on the N64. So I'm hyped about this. Um, I know that some people out there were less than thrilled that you had to pay a little bit extra, but uh, I, I just think that this is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, so a couple things. Uh, First off, uh, I'm so glad you mentioned Yoshi's Story. Criminally underrated game. No, everyone forgets about Yoshi's Story. They always focus on uh, Yoshi's Island on the SNES, which is also a fantastic game. But yeah, Yoshi's story is also a wonderful game. I absolutely love it. Um, y'all, y'all should definitely play it when it drops if you um, if you get the expansion pass. It's it's a really good time, I think. Um, and the music yep. and unlike the uh, most recent game, Crafter World, the music does not suck. Yeah, it was done by uh, Kazumi Totaka, a, a veteran in uh, Nintendo's uh, con- uh, compositional repertoire. So yeah, very fun game. Uh, And you mentioned Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo back on Nintendo platforms again for the first time in over two decades. Incredible stuff. Uh, I'm personally not going to be playing it on the Switch because I already have Rare Replay on my Xbox, so I can play the game in 4K with a bunch of quality of life improvements. But, 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 you know, maybe I will actually play just because I love the novelty of Banjo being on Nintendo again. So I don't know maybe my next, I'm,
0: I'm gonna play it in bed, I'm gonna be in bed, or on my couch by the fireplace, I'm gonna be playing Banjo-Kazooie, it's, it's gonna be awesome, yeah, oh, I can't wait,
1: super cool, and like you mentioned, like, the, the, qua- the uh, quantity of lineups, it, the qua the quantity of games is, um, not as big as, you know, SNES and NES, but I think the quality of we're getting in that, in those first two or three waves is, I think it speaks for itself, I mean, we we got uh those Mario- are much bigger games too. Yeah yeah we got we got Mario sixty four uh the regular version not the um not the uh, new version with the uh, three D all stars obviously, um yeah Majora's Mask Ocarina of Time F Zero X probably without the expansion pass but still F Zero X is dope and I don't think that got released on the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, uh, what was uh, the game that looks like Resident Evil that's not Resident Evil that I cannot remember the name of right now? Uh, Banjo we talked about. Yeah, this um this N64 lineup looks absolutely sick. And we also forgot to mention uh, Genesis games. Out of nowhere, yeah. uh, Genesis games are also going to be on the expansion pass service, which I think uh, took a lot of us by surprise because I don't know about you, but when they were about to reveal that, I was expecting Game Boy games because that's what the rumors were saying, N64 and Game Boy. So when Genesis popped up, I was I was like, "What? Um, okay, sure. Why not? Um, I'm down to play some uh, Echo the Dolphin, some uh, some Sonic Two for the, um, the the fifth copy of Sonic Two that I probably own." But yeah,
0: yeah, I I can't say that I was like super hyped for the Genesis games because I'm I'm not really like a Genesis kind of guy. But I am looking at this lineup and I'm like, you know what? Okay, we got Fantasy Star in there. I might try that. All right, we got Contra in there. I might try that. Um, you know, uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, actually, I will say, is like a super underrated game. It's a super fun game. So there is some stuff to look forward to, I think, on the Genesis side as well. But yeah, you know, I I did see a lot of people just kind of griping about the extra price and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, like I'm looking at, and, and I don't think it's a fair comparison, but like um, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is like 16 bucks a month. This is like 40 bucks a year, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously very different games, or you got got A games on Game Pass, but even if you're, if you're going to look at Xbox Gold for a year, let's say, and, and you can get, uh, a couple free games every month with that, also significantly more expensive, so I, I feel like I was just like, all right, well, like, now I can play some of the best games of all time in, in my bed right before I go to sleep, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy about that so i thought it was i thought uh, it was pretty
1: unanimously agreed upon that if we ever got n64 games that there would be a price hike to nso i i thought i thought that was just kind of like a mainstream consensus but i guess not but i I don't know like you i'm really hyped uh all the people that i was with they were hyped too so i i think i honestly think it's just a vocal minority of people that are that are angry although to be fair we don't know what the price hike is going to be yeah i think it all depends on how much they increase the price by because if it's like if it's like a fifteen dollar price hike, I have to admit that's a bit steep. But if it's like five or ten dollars, I think that's I think that would be just fine.
0: I, I think it's going to be ten bucks. Yeah, 10, I think that that's probably realistic.
1: Yeah, t- ten ten dollars an an extra ten dollars thirty dollars a year for all that. I I think that's totally fine. I just wish Nintendo would improve their netcode for their online games and add um lo- local voice chat support to the console. But with that, we know that's never going to happen. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's move on and let's talk about uh, Splatoon three for a second here. They showed off a lot of this game. Uh, Splatoon three looks awesome, and I and I think that we thought that Splatoon three would be awesome and would look awesome when we when we saw it. Like obviously, this is a they're building on what's already been done, so it's I wouldn't say it's going to be a quantum leap in terms of um, you know the differences between Splatoon one, two, and then Splatoon three, but yeah, this, this looks awesome. It looks super trippy. Uh, the game is called Return of the Mammalians, which just made me smile (laughs) because it's such a Splatoon kind of thing. Um, yeah, it it, it looks awesome. I'm going to, this could be a day one purchase for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love the Splatoon games. I haven't really been super hyped for Splatoon 3. I think we, I feel like we talked about this before. Like I, like I was excited for, but like I almost feel like... Like, I know it's been, like, almost... Yeah, it's been over four years since Splatoon 2. But it feels like that game just came out, like, a year or two ago. And so I still have that Splatoon 2 taste in my mouth, if you will. And it almost feels like it's too early for Splatoon 3. Despite the fact that there actually has been a reasonably lengthy gap. And so... I don't know. Like, I'm definitely excited for it. But I'm not, like, over-the-moon hyped for it. But I'm sure it's gonna be fun... Uh, splatoon multiplayer is always fun and the campaigns there's always all these wacky and creative ideas and really funny dialogue and surprisingly dark lore for what looks like a friendly nintendo game on the surface and I'm sure I'm sure the mammalians campaign is gonna go way hard into that knowing um what they've what they've done with mammals in the past entries so yeah I'm very excited to see how that evolves and uh yeah can't complain about more splatoon really
0: it's going to be awesome. Um, all right. So I plugged my podcast earlier that covers video game movies and stories that shape them. That is virtual theater. Oh, here you we go. You can find that wherever you want on, pod, on podcast services. You can bet your bottom dollar uh, we are going to be covering the Super Mario movie that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came out and announced. And this was like just an absolute acid trip. This was so good. Can I be real? This I, is the
1: highlight of the direct for me if I'm being completely I honest. I think
0: it was the <laughs> highlight of the direct for me too just cuz it was so bonkers but like in a in a good way. All right. So we have I'm going to go backwards actually. So we have uh Charles Martinet. He's going to be doing some cameos Martinet, in, Martinet. Martinet, I'm sorry, Martinet. He's going to be doing some cameos in this movie, which is great. That's that's kind of cool. You have Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> She's awesome you have keegan michael key as toad jack black as bowser charlie day as luigi anya taylor joy as peach and chris pratt as super mario star lord is playing super mario what world is this this was so good i was- this is so bonkers! I was just I, I, I slapping need, my knee. I, I
1: need to back up for a moment before 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 I before I lose myself. So, so first Miyamoto pops up on screen, and I'm and everyone everyone in the theater room we're all losing our minds because it's like, whoa! What's Miyamoto doing here? He never appears in directs. Oh, yo! He's wearing a Mario shirt. Are we getting Odyssey Two? Oh my gosh! It's got to be Odyssey Two, right? And then the Illumination logo pops up and all of us were just like oh no they're going to talk about the Mario movie okay okay you know what let's let's give this a chance this are, are we going to get a trailer well like well, what what about it and so they they do the the release date i think it's december 21st in the in the states with uh, other dates to be announced later in other territories um and then they and then they say they're going to announce the cast list so we're like oh oh who's going to be mario is it going to be charles or are they going to get uh, someone else and then Star-Lord pops up on the screen, Chris Pratt, and just immediately like we, like we were all just sent. Like we, oh my gosh, we were all just laughing so hard. Like we, like we we thought it was good. we thought it was a prank at first. Like oh, oh. Like no, they're 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 going to joke around with us. It's going to be someone else. But no, it just kept going on and it just got more wild and wild and then It was awesome. I was oh so dude, good. I loved it. I I have not laughed that hard in so long like I don't know if you saw the video that I posted on discord but like when they announced when they announced Seth Roll- <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't even say that out loud without
0: laughing you Seth what, I, I want to have a serious conversation here though for a second Let, let's have a serious conversation so I saw so many people so many people just be like this is bs this is garbage why do they cast all these celebrities as the the Mario guys like Charles Martinet should just voice Mario and blah 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 Let me tell you something about movies the goal of of a video game movie is to attract the audience that you do not have not the ones that you already have but to expand your audience and you know what expands your audience Chris Pratt as Mario Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong that expands your audience that is the goal of this movie is to get new viewers and to make money you know what helps this movie make money Chris Pratt on on the late night show plugging the Mario movie. I, Charles Martin A. does an awesome job as Mario, but let's not kid ourselves. He says like eight lines a, a game. He's not... He's, he's obviously a voice actor and an iconic one, but in, in those games, the amount of dialogue is minimal and you have the gameplay to fall back on. With a movie, you have the voices and that is the... You know, the acting and the voices, those are the selling point. That's, if that's not top tier, then your movie is not top tier. Whereas you can get away in video games without having top tier voice talent if your game is still awesome. So I saw tons of people dunking on Chris Pratt as Mario, and it's just like, man, calm down. This is probably going to be fine. It's probably going to be funny. They're obviously going for something different than what we're used to playing in a Mario game, and that's okay. So everybody settle down and just enjoy Chris Pratt and Donkey Kong and uh Seth Rogen and Jack Black as Bowser. I mean, come on, this is going to be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm seeing this day one. This is this is a day one theatrical experience for me. Assuming assuming that COVID doesn't get worse, you know. If COVID does get worse, then maybe I won't be in the theaters, but assuming that things are at they are right now or Hopefully decrease by that time. Yeah, this is easily a day one theatrical experience for me. Um, this movie is looks so weird. I want to see a trailer. It's I can't I can't even envision like what this new interpretation of the Mario universe is going to be. And regard like like maybe it works, maybe it's cursed. I don't know, but either way, like I'm intrigued and I'm excited and I want to see this movie right now.
0: <laughs> I'm you know what I like I unironically. I love the Super Mario Bros. live-action movie from 1993. I, it's legit like one of my favorite movies. It's so good. It has so much personality. And that was completely different from what we would have expected a Mario movie to be. So I think that this is going to be the same thing. It's going to be different. It's not going to be Super Mario Odyssey on the screen. It's going to be something else. So I, I, I'm I, excited for this. This is going to be a, a day one watch for sure.
1: For Seth sure. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I, oh my god. I love I mean, it. <laughs> come
0: on, and Cranky Kong is in this movie. You I know,
1: I will I will say you know I feel like get. I feel like Seth Rogen would play an amazing Funky Kong. I will say that I feel like that's like a character that like perfectly matches him. But I that's neither here nor there.
0: I can't wait for the Donkey Kong movie spinoff that's going to happen because there's going to be one.
1: I, and hopefully it ties into the uh, the amazing Donkey Kong Country cartoon, the, one of the greatest <laughs> cartoons ever made. If we're being honest,
0: I. Uh, yeah I love that show it's awesome. every episode there was a song there there was a crystal coconut so good all right let's speaking of of Super Mario Odyssey I have to tell you something doom so I heard that the entire direct leaked and uh, I was kind of staying off Twitter but maybe not as much as I should so I went to Nintendo deal I went to their Twitter account or actually I shouldn't say I went to their Twitter account. it popped up on my feed and there was the logo. With a little spoiler warning there. It was like tiny little spoiler warning in text. But it was like the image for Super Mario 2. And I was like, oh, wow. They announced Super Mario 2. That's cool. Not knowing that it was kind of a joke. Because I immediately got out of there. Because I didn't want to see it. But I was like... So I was kind of expecting the direct to end with like... And one more thing. Super Mario Odyssey 2. So I obviously got punked by Nintendo. They just tweeted that image just to troll people. But I was like... I was thinking... Because I could also see it as being very realistic that Nintendo is indeed working on Super Mario Odyssey 2. So I was kind of like, alright cool, this Direct might end with Super Mario Odyssey 2. And so we get to the Direct, and we get to the end. There's this weird cinematic playing with like this this big blobby alien and a bunch of people shooting at it. It looks like uh, an Xbox 360 game. And I was just like, what is this? This is certainly not... Uh, Super Mario Odyssey 2 New Donk City doesn't look this bad And then Bayonetta popped up And uh, She did her thing, she was dancing, she was twirling She was shooting And I'm really, really happy For the people that are excited About Bayonetta 3 This game has been kind of like In that same fabled category as Metroid Prime 4 So I am so happy For those people that are looking forward to this It's just not me I was I'm not I played Bayonetta one I thought it was okay I haven't played Bayonetta two yet I've heard it's really great so maybe I will uh and you know what maybe I will eventually play Bayonetta three but I was just like kind of to go all the way back to the beginning of this episode when I was like the beginning of the direct was kind of meh and then the end of the direct was kind of meh I I kind of came away and I was like oh okay it's Bayonetta three that's cool Mario two would have been cooler Something else would have been cooler, but I know that there are tons of people that are hyped for Bayonetta 3, including a lot of our buddies, by the way, but th- not me. So I, I was kind of just like, eh, going out of this direct.
1: So I would actually highly recommend you play Bayonetta 2, because I actually agree with you that the first Bayonetta game, it's, it's okay. Like, it's fun for what it is. But it gets repetitive super quickly for me, at least. Like, I can play the first game for maybe 15 minutes, and then it's just like, okay, done for the day. I'll pick it up in, like, two or three more days. I've had my fill of Bayonetta 1. Bayonetta 2, I feel like, is a lot more diverse. Um, I'm usually not into, like... You know, heavy combo fighters, but I think Bayonetta two just does. Yeah, exactly. It it's does. Familiar. It does so much more with its combat. It's much more varied. Um, the dialogue and writing is also much better. I th- I think like the key, there are like there are multiple moments in Bayonetta two that had me like laughing out loud multiple times. I love the character writing in that game so much. Uh Not necessarily the story. I could not tell you what the Bayonetta any of the Bayonetta stories are if my life depended on it. But like the actual like character interactions themselves, I think that's like. What works for me, and you know, in that kind of lore sense, but yeah, um, going off that, I've I'm I was super hyped. I I knew it was Bayonetta three the second that uh, those jets showed up because I um, I saw platinum the platinum logo in the um, in the side of the building, and right then I was like, oh expletive! It's it's Bayonetta three. It has to be, <laughs> and then um, and then they did and then they did a fake out uh, with the um, the Astral Chain two logo. But it didn't fool me because the Astral Chain is cel-shaded, but this is the Bayonetta art style. And uh, yeah, and then Bayonetta showed up and did her thing. And it was like, finally, we finally got to see this game. And I love love her new design too. And yeah, and uh, it's coming out in 2022, which um, I kind of feel like this is a good segue to talk about what we were talking about earlier regarding how while I thought this was a mid-direct, I think it greatly upped my anticipation for next year because holy guacamole Nintendo 2022 is absolutely stacked with releases and that's just what we know so far there's still so much that we don't know about yet because it's still 2021 they, they they got a February direct coming up probably or a March direct maybe and then an E3 obviously where they're going to drop the real megatons and like so yeah We got Bayonetta 3, obviously, which we just talked about. We got Mario plus Rabid Sparks of Hope. We got Splatoon 3. We got Pokemon Arceus. Um, We have Breath of the Wild 2, maybe Asterisk. Hopefully, it makes it out in 2022, but, you know, it is Zelda, so you never know.
0: It'll for sure be out in 2022
1: at this point. And we got uh, Andy's favorite series, Kirby, uh, making a comeback as well. Like,. Which, hey, we're, uh, oh, yeah, and then, uh, a, a Triangle Strategy, too. Technically not a first-party game, but I still count it because, you know, it is a Switch exclusive. You know, exclusive, same, yeah. same with Mario plus Rabbids. But, yeah, man.
0: I mean, there is Splatoon, a- oh. Pokemon, uh, Zelda, uh, Mario, like, you're, Cur- I don't dare say Kirby, but Kirby's in there. Like, there's, all of the heavy hitters are out. This reminds me of 2017, when the Switch launched, and they, they just had, like, the most bananas lineup of games you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like, two the, of those, I mean, just insane. I
1: mean, two of those games we just listed. I mean, Breath of the Wild 2 and uh, Mario Plus Rabbids are sequels to games that we got mm-hmm. in 2017, too. So I think that's a very well, fair Oh, Splatoon 3 and Splatoon compar- 2. Yeah, yeah, there you Splatoon, go. Yeah. <laughs> Splatoon 2 and 3, yeah. so.
0: It's it's going to be bonkers. Next year is going to be a tough year for all of our wallets, unfortunately. No matter
1: what kind of gamer you are, there is going to be at least one, if not more, games that excite you i think and i mean those and those are always like the best kind of years for a console when um when there's something that everyone is looking forward to um and yeah you know
0: what i hope we get in 2022 i hope we get pikmin 4
1: oh yeah please where is that game man
0: (laughs) pikmin pikmin is like one of the most fun series that nintendo has i played pikmin 1 2 and 3 this last year my God, th- those games are so fun. You know how some games you're just like, yeah, it's like has a really cool story or like it's really uh, awesome to play or like it's. When I describe Pikmin, I'm just like, man, this game series is just fun. It's so fun. So yeah, I'm hoping that we see that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I literally just got into Pikmin. I think I talked about this on one of the other episodes, but I literally I played the Pikmin three demo when it came out. Had an absolute blast with it. Ended up buying the uh, full game a few months later. And yeah, uh, consider me a Pikmin fan now. It is a Pikmin 3 Deluxe is a wonderful game. You should absolutely play it if you haven't already. Or at least check out the demo. I mean, it is free and it's still up on the eShop. So yeah, highly recommend that. And yeah, Pikmin 4, that would be a super hype announcement if they they manage to pull that out for 2022.
0: Absolutely. And uh, of course you should check out Metroid Dread releasing on October the 8th. We are a mere, uh, what is it, 10, 11 days away by the time that this releases. So it is it is coming up uh, super, super quick, and I am so stoked. We're all so stoked for that. That was our reactions to the Nintendo Direct. I think if I were to give this a grade, I would say like uh, like a B-, minus maybe.
1: I'd give it a B, a, a solid B. Like, this was just a, a, a not... Definitely not a C direct. I, I think it was like it was above average. It did what it needed to do. It wasn't wasn't A tier. It wasn't S plus tier. It didn't blow my mind, but it was exactly what it needed to be, I think. Um, which was get our anticipation up for 2022. Uh remind us about about all the things that were coming up in 2021. And yeah, it did it did that in uh flying colors, I think, along with uh some absolutely wonderful mario movie casting announcements as just this wonderful cherry on the top
0: i can't wait to see what the metroid movie casting is going to look like after that um all right we are going to get out of here that is our thoughts to the nintendo direct we want to hear what you guys thought check us out and uh, come talk to us over on discord omega metroid discord uh, we always love to to chat all things metroid nintendo and whatever else under the sun over in there so come hang out with us um and of course We want you guys to check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316, at Cross, and at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, We are out of here for this week, but we do want to encourage everybody to head on over to Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. Go like and subscribe to the Omega Metroid Podcast and tell a Metroid fan in your life about the show or maybe a new Metroid fan that's going to pick up Dread and check out Metroid for the first time. We would love if you could spread the word about Omega Metroid. That would be awesome. We're going to be back next week talking about our final hopes going into Metro Dread before the big day. Until then everybody, we'll see you then.